Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. What do you know about the lives of your grandparents, or your parents for that matter? The Granny Annie Family Story Celebration wants to encourage you to find out more. For 14 years now, the organization has encouraged young people to discover, write, and share stories about their family history. And every Thanksgiving week for a few years now, it's joined us to share one. And here today to talk about it is Granny Annie board member Martha Stegmeyer. Martha, welcome to the show. Thanks, Sarah. It's great to be here. So Granny Annie has now released 14 different volumes of these family stories. Where do these students come from who are submitting the the stories that you end up publishing? Sarah, that's a really good question because the Granny Annie was started by a St. Louis area teacher and writer, but um, it caught on pretty quickly, and now stories come from all over the world. Wow. The majority are in in Missouri and in St. Louis, but we also get them from Birmingham, Alabama, from Memphis. Uh, We have a big contingent uh, up in Minnesota. Uh, Oh, and also Long Island. We get a lot from Long Island. Interesting. Now, what do you look for? I know you get a lot more submissions than you can possibly publish. So what ends up having one story make the cut? Um, the more, most concise way to answer that is if you were reading one of the stories, that your imagination would be captivated, that you would be able to picture what they're writing, uh, the characters in the story, that it would have a good beginning, middle, and end, vivid vocabulary. And um, some of the best stories are ones that you don't forget. I've been doing this project mm-hmm. for about 14 years and I still remember stories from volume one. And this is actually the perfect transition to what we want to do today because this this story is so memorable. Um, this year's book is volume 14, and we asked one of the young authors to record her, stu- her story in our St. Louis Public Radio studio last week. We're going to play that for you today. And so the story has been written and performed by Carissa Shu, and it's about her grandmother's journey to America after fleeing what used to be called Manchuria during World War II. Let's listen. Slosh, slosh, slosh. The water slapped against the ship. The smell of fish wafted through the air of the ship during the war. My grandmother Yoshiko was about seven years old and was fleeing with her family from Manchukuo to their home of Japan in 1945. My grandmother had been born in Manchukuo after her father had gone there to work as a civil engineer for the Japanese army. She had been very happy there and had everything she needed. When the Soviets came, everything changed for her. One day, a plane suddenly flew over her head. Yoshiko quickly laid flat on the ground. She asked her friends, what is that black smoke? Her friend responded, we are getting bombed. Terrified, Yoshiko ran for cover into a bomb shelter. Unfortunately, this episode became a common occurrence in her childhood. One night, when Yoshiko was getting ready for bed, Russian soldiers abruptly came inside her house. Will they hurt me? Will they take me away, she thought to herself. The soldiers stole her radio and her family's watches. Thankfully, they did not lay a hand on anyone. Yoshiko's father was worried, but he did not show it for the sake of his children. Later, Yoshiko's family had to escape from Manchukuo to Japan. Everything they had, even their clothes, were stolen on that ship. The ship and the fish they ate carried bacteria. Many people developed infectious dysentery. My grandmother's little brother was only one years old and did not have a strong immune system. Yoshiko was carrying him on her back when he died. There were so many deaths on the ship that the crew had to throw the dead bodies into the ocean as they had run out of coffins. 
When Yoshiko's family finally got off the ship, life in Japan was very difficult. Why are you so stinky? Why do your bangs hang over your face? taunted Yoshiko's classmates. The stench was her clothes, as she only had one pair. Her parents were too busy and too poor to get her haircuts. Even though her father had been an engineer in Manchukuo, in Japan there were no jobs. He bought pots and pans and sold them to farmers to get food. Yoshiko was determined to have a better life. Her dream was to make it to America. She worked extremely hard. She studied and read all night. It paid off, and people started to notice the girl with the bangs. She won a scholarship to a great college in America. Once again, she found herself crossing an ocean, but this time it was not to escape war, but to build a future full of hope. As my grandmother shared her story, tears welled up in her eyes. Are they tears of sadness or grief, I wondered? No, I was an heir of this future hope. My grandmother beamed, with hard work you can also achieve your dreams. That's The Inheritance of Hope, written and read by Carissa Shu, and she's here with us today. Carissa, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. And you're here with your father, Leo Shu. Leo, welcome. Thank you for having me. Uh, Carissa, what made you choose this story for your Granny Annie project? Um, well, yeah. Um, I was in the car, and I was telling my mom about um, the project that I had to do, and I told her it was about um, people in my family, and... I was actually originally going to do it about my father, but um, he encouraged me to interview my grandmother and see what kind of stories that she had. And so I, um, you know, interviewed her and she told me about this story and it really, yeah, it like really spoke to me in my heart and showed me how um, you can achieve anything you want and you can learn from your mistakes, and do anything you want. <laughs> Had you known um, the story of this journey prior to interviewing her for this project? I mean, some of these details, the story about her, her little brother dying, I mean, these are just harrowing things. Had, had she ever spoken about them to you? Um, no. I knew she had uh, two sisters, but I had no idea that she had a brother, and I had no idea that he died on her back when she was really little and her brother was even more little than she was. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Was it difficult to get her to open up about some of these terrible things? Um, I think she was excited to tell me about her story. Mm. Um, my dad said that he also talked to her and she was really more emotional when he was talking when she was talking to him um, but for me she was excited to tell me about her story and how and it shaped her. Leo, your mother's story is, is just amazing. I imagine that's yes. why you recommended mm -hmm. that your daughter mm -hmm. interview her. Mm -hmm. Had she spoken about these events when you were a child? Uh, yes, she would often describe that, especially during times of um, my own stress and struggles. Mm -hmm. um, to give this to you as an yeah, example. Exactly. Yeah. So um, was she able to read then Carissa's story after, um, after it was written? Um, yeah, she, she actually lives here in St. Louis also. She, she was able to read it published, yeah. And what did she think after she saw this final version that Carissa wrote? You know, she, she's been working on kind of her own memoirs for some time. Uh, I think she probably never even imagined that her granddaughter would be writing about it. So I think seeing it in print um, was, was really profound to her. 
And this story is so amazing, Martha. Um, just hearing these details of her grandmother's life, this sounds like exactly the kind of story that you want to get young people involved in gathering. Yes, um, but we have quite a variety of stories. Um, on our website, we have uh, all the past stories that have been published over the last 14 years, and they're organized by topics. And if you were to look at the topics, it's quite interesting. You'll have different war stories, of, stories often of, um, of heroism, but there are stories about pranks hmm. and um, funny Uncle Bob stories and snow and adventure. And so they're not really, all serious. It really runs the gamut. Um, we've actually, I'm going to go to the phone lines. We have a caller who's familiar with the work of the Granny Annie Project. This is Ailey calling from New York. Um, Ailey, hi, you're on St. Louis on the Air. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Yes, yeah, so you, uh, you said you're a school teacher? Yeah, I'm, I am a school teacher in um, New York. And what about this project um, do you find appealing? I mean, I, I actually I heard about this project, uh, you know, from my wife, who heard about it from a coworker. I mean, just the idea of listening to families and connecting children with their families and children to each other, listening to each other's stories, was something that I found uh, deeply appealing. And I and after I've actually been able to run the Granny Annie program with my students for three years, you know, we are looking forward to our fourth year. And um, each year, the, the students get very excited. It's almost become a rite of passage. I, I, I'm uh, with my fifth graders. And, and you've seen them then just have a great experience with this. Oh, I think we may have lost. Oh, Ailey, are you still there? Yeah. Okay. And, and what kind of impact has this had for your class? Well, I mean, the students, I, I, you know, definitely at the parent-teacher conferences, I'm hearing, you know, I hear from the parents how meaningful it is to them to have their children ask them, tell me a story about, about your life or about, you know, uh, someone else in our, in our, you know, in the family's life. And uh, connecting families with each other is, um, is just something that I, I find of a very, very great value. Ailey, thank you for that. I appreciate that. Martha, I imagine you, that's not the first time you've heard that kind of response from a teacher or somebody who's given this program a try. No, you know, we hear it time and time again. And when we have the festival, usually in the beginning of June, where the published authors, actually anyone who's written a story or done an illustration during the year is invited to come, we have whole families come. Mm -hmm. And we always introduce the person that the story is about and um, we hear over and over how this has knit the family together in ways that they couldn't have imagined. So, Carissa, um, if, if people were interested in following in your footsteps and getting this kind of story from their family, um, what would you recommend as the first step? Um, I would recommend to uh, really think about your family line and ask your parents or your guardian or anyone near you if they know anyone in your family that has some interesting stories, like I asked my mom and dad, and it can really um, show you like your amazing family that you never knew that you had. Martha, any tips you'd give for first timers who are just trying to get a family member to open up? Well, um, I would go to the topics, um, to the stories on our website at you know thegrannyannie.org and look at some of the topics. Um, but usually there's someone in the family that they can talk to, often a parent, 
who knows, number one, who's the story keeper, mm-hmm. who's the keeper of the stories, but also, you know, who, what stories they might have. They might have like five different ones. And then usually the student will go and talk to that person, make an appointment. Sometimes they'll even uh, write a letter, like uh, inviting them to participate in the project. And then once they sit down with that person, they can take notes, sometimes with a tape recorder, often with the parent with them in case they miss anything. And then usually one of those stories stands out. Hmm. Carissa, did you use a tape recorder? Uh, I actually Skyped her. and um, Perfect. Yes. And I uh, recorded it on notes on a piece of paper and recorded her what she was saying. And also my dad was standing right near me in case I missed any important details. Okay. And did you find yourself asking a lot of follow-up questions? or? Yes. I wrote um, a bunch of questions on a piece of paper with follow-ups and in case um, I needed her, to, her needed her to elaborate on anything. Okay. So I guess it's important. Find a way to record this or to take some good notes and to be ready to keep coming back and, and asking again and again until you get to the bottom of things. Well, it's a really exciting project, and, and Carissa, your story is just terrific. So thank you. Uh, Carissa Shu, thank you so much for joining us today. Mm-hmm. And Leon Shu, thank you for, or Leo Shu, thank you for being here as well. Thank you. Martha Stegmeyer of the Granny Annie Family Story Celebration, thank you for joining us today. And one more time, what's that website? It is... Um, www.thegrannyannie.org and everything you would possibly want to do this program is on there. That's great. So that's a great resource. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio 90.7 KWNU.